Namaste, Howlers, and welcome to another episode of Chip and Andy's Doubt, Joe. I am Colonel Chaos, a.k.a. Chip Sella, and join me tonight, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy, Ant-Man Urquhart. Namaste, Andy. Namaste. Uh, well, this was this. Uh, we're gonna actually kind of do two weeks in a row, or damn close to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're getting there. Yeah, <laughs> getting back it, getting back in the rhythm. All right, works yeah, for me. I think I think it's with the TV season coming back around. We're like, yeah, okay, we're we're back in business. <laughs> um, speak. Uh, we got we kind of got a bunch of things I I, I kind of want to touch on tonight before we get into this week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to the TV stuff, um, I'm sure this episode won't be up in time for, uh, before I go to New York Comic Con, but I will be at New York Comic Con this Friday. Um, nice. only do it like, like, uh, we've been through, I'm only doing one day this year because we did D23 this year and we have a few other trips coming up this year or in the next six months. And... Honestly, I think we kind of needed a year off from Comic Con. I have, I think mm. I've been to every New New York Comic Con since they more or less started at the Javits Center. <laughs> That's where I got my start, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, I have been going to. Maybe I didn't go to the first one or two, but I have gone to Comic Con now for over ten years. <laughs> um and uh like i said we're, we're uh it, comic-con is brutal it's by, by the last day you know i i don't even want to go back to the goddamn place uh hmm. i've seen everything uh i've bought everything although i still find shit to buy on sunday um <laughs> but uh it's just enough <laughs> i'm sick of getting pushed and shoved and standing in lines and fighting crowds mm. i'm done so uh this year we're only doing friday taking the day off um already i you know i've already had second thoughts about doing that it's like oh <laughs> we're gonna miss the stuff on thursday and oh looks like they're gonna do something cool on saturday and i'm not gonna be there but we are going for one day. Um, it also probably means I'm going to be shut out of any of the... There's not that many great panels on Friday. Uh, there was a panel for the Runaways. I'm 99% sure that by the time we get there, uh, that will be filled. Now, one thing, okay. they, one thing they did this year that was kind of cool was you could sign up for the panels... Before Comic-Con. Well, that's always good, yeah. And they held a lottery. And, you know, they I guess they gave away half the tickets uh, it, to the those who, you know, there was a lottery and a bunch of people got tickets before uh, before the, the panel itself or before it even opened. So, hmm. and of course, uh, we put in for a few different panels um, you also can put in for exclusive um, purchases, are uh, you know, sh- you know, exclusives and that you can only buy there and things like that. 
Mm. Um, didn't get the Runaways panel. Oh, well. At least you know before you go, I suppose. Well, yeah, I mean, we can go there, and if there's wrist, you know, if there are wristbands, well, great. If not, it means I get to leave early because, like, the panel's, like, at 6 o'clock at night. Mm. Which, uh, in Comic-Con, well, we're leaving early in the morning anyways. Um, it's going to just make for a long day, and we're driving there and back in the same day. So, uh, yeah, we're that's... You know, if if we don't get into the Runaways panel, means I probably get home at a reasonable time that night. Um, so, but we will try and do that. But I did win one lottery, Andy. Mm-hmm. The 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 actual lottery? You're you're now a millionaire? Yeah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> well, I, I might need that after winning this lottery. Okay, right. <laughs> For the first time. I am actually going to get to go into the Funko Pop shop at Comic-Con. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better hope you win the lottery. <laughs> um, you know, we've, I don't know how many years, you know, we've been doing Funko Pops now for probably five years, and um, we have never even sniffed uh, the Funko shop. I mean, this is the one. Where, this is the one thing at New York Comic Con where people are camping out and go to. And it, it would usually mean I could get tickets to that. Uh, you know, I could get in that line, or I could go and uh, get uh, Marvel panels. Mm, Not both. Yeah. Um. So, and usually by the time we get in, because uh, I think they let, I think they let some people into the queues, like ridiculously early and the rest of us have to stand outside for an hour and a half until they let us into the queues. Um, so uh, the Funko Pop line is already uh, maxed by the time I walk in the door of Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. So never even got close to getting into that uh, Comic-Con, uh, Funko store. That's I weird got... though that like, because hmm? you you think that you think that the sh- it being a shop, they would want to like get as many people in as possible. Well, that's, that's they weird. only have so many things. Right, right. Oh, it's it's just like exclusives, then not like yeah. Right, right. Okay, that makes more sense. It's only exclusives, and uh, yeah. I mean, it's I it just you know. They, they can only allow so many people in at a time and whatever. Uh, but yes, we are. Uh, I got a golden ticket. It means I can get. <laughs> I can. I, you can only get one of each. Yeah, that, that was going to be my next question. That's that's really good that they do that actually because it stops scalpers so much. I mean, people will still do that. They'll go in and they'll buy the the things to sell on. But if you can only buy one, at least it limits it somewhat. And the thing is, unfortunately, I don't get to bring anybody in with me. Oh, so so <laughs> Diane can't even go in with you. <laughs> she is pissed. <laughs> I, 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 she's going, yeah, you got in. I don't get to go. You don't. I, I was like, I don't get to. No, it's just you. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> so. 
um, but she's already making her list of what she wants. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because um... <laughs> they announced they announced like what the things are like the exclusives oh, are going to yeah. be before. And yeah, there's some so... awesome ones. Hmm. I think there's like a, a special Ragnarok uh, World War Hulk uh, going to be there and some other shit. Nice. But yeah, that's that's going to be a an expensive uh, little visit. Hmm. But uh, yes, uh, so I, I will be getting the Funko Pops. Uh, I am going to try and snag us all of the new Marvel posters. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, and you know, usually usually they're fairly easy to get. So hopefully I can get a few, and maybe we can give give them away to uh, one of our listeners. Yeah. Nice. So. Um. But so yes, I will be at Comic Con Friday. Uh, well, I would say, hit me up if you're going to be there and want to meet up. But this show probably won't be up by Friday. So <laughs> unless <laughs> he never surprises know. us. Yeah. <laughs> and if so, hit me hit us up on Facebook. I barely look at Twitter. Uh, only when, only when it's time for the news for the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, let's see, what else did I want to talk about? You know, I mean, I guess we can get a news because it's it kind a lot of the news dovetails into what I want to talk about, which is, um, uh, the two, the two new Marvel shows that appear, uh, premiered this week. Did, okay. Um, did you get a chance to see Inhumans? I did, yes. What'd you think? Uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like uh, from from what everyone had said about it, like it got really really panned, and I thought it was actually all right. Uh, Medusa's hair was really terrible. Like absolutely. Oh, it was so so bad. Um, I, I could see what they did like uh, with the IMAX stuff. Like some of the shots, they were just like imax porn shots you know like the bullets coming out of guns and like just over over exaggeration on slow motion and stuff like that you know like you don't you didn't need to do that like it doesn't add anything to anything like you've just done that because it's good it's like an imax thing like it doesn't add to the story or the effect or anything like they could have done without that completely but having said that the the actual like story and the setup for it seems quite decent and I do like how they referenced like what's been happening in Shield, like with the Inhumans on off. Like I didn't expect that to be honest at all. Like <laughs> I don't know why, because I mean they did confirm like a link to it, but I, I just didn't expect them to like be mentioning it in the first episode. Uh, but I think they're smart. They're smart I, to do that because I, I mean Shield has a built-in audience. So yeah. I uh, but, you know I I thought that was great. Uh, that they did that. Um, they uh, the a lot of the scenes with the scientist. I think that was like ninety percent of the added uh, scenes. Because mm. I, I don't remember, we don't remember her in the movie much, if at all. Mm. So uh, that was what the added uh, feature to the to the television premiere was really. See, see in the comic books. I don't, I don't know if you if you can remember this, but. How does Black Bolt communicate in the comic books? Like, does he use this kind of like sign language in the comics? Yeah, he does. Yeah, because I, I mean, uh, 
I've not read that many like in humans comic books, and I think most of the ones I've read have been kind of more recent ones that uh, the Black Bolt's not really in very much, where he's like away or he's, he's dead or something, um, and it's more like more about Medusa. And I don't remember him ever using sign language, but but if he does, he does. I I think, yeah. He I mean that's about the only way he could communicate. See, see, I was talking to to the wife about this, and we were like, if I had this, if I had this like uh, debilitating like power, like so obviously his his voice is too powerful that he, he can't speak to people. So if I had this, I would just like text people. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's a modern world, you know. Just like yeah. yeah, Facebook, WhatsApp, you know, you've got you've got so many solutions you could use for that. You wouldn't be able to do a podcast, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I really like Lockjaw though. Lockjaw was cool. Lockjaw was very good, and is the start. Oh, they have like a special Lockjaw at uh, at the Funko Pop booth. That was nice. the one that I, I was eyeing. <laughs> Nice. I, I, th- I thought the effects for Lockjaw were actually pretty decent, yeah. like the way that they like they, they sort of phased them in and out. Like it worked pretty well, and it was a relatively believable giant dog. Like they they did a decent job on that CG. I just didn't like the Medusa here. It just looked weird and bloody. Yeah. See, it didn't. Bo- uh, it, the hair didn't bother me at all. I mean, I thought it was about as good as they they were going to do. Um, the thing that bothered me the most, I think, were the sets. The sets look cheap, and I didn't like the costume. I, I didn't like Medusa's costume specifically. No. Uh, Black Bolts was fine. Yep. I didn't like Medusa's. And like Maximus and stuff like that are kind of generic and fine. And uh, Crystal, Crystal's costume was fine, apart from her hair looked really really weird. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, if you look at her in the comic, that is what her hair looks like. It has that black yeah, on, but and then, but it just doesn't look good re, re, in re, re, mm. real world. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, hundred percent. Sometimes it is better to like to like do your own take on it a little bit. Mm. Like having this like black spray painted line just like on her hair it just looked awful. And I don't like. So they should have just they should have just not done that. Like they should just left her with just her normal hair, and she, it would have been completely fine. You still known it was Crystal. She also seems whiny. Hmm. I, don't, I, I mean, don't, from what I remember, she was kind of whiny in the comics as well. I, I don't remember her whiny. I remember her being flirty. Mm. She, she kind of sleeps around. I mean, Quicksilver, Johnny Storm. Mm. Well, that's over however many years of, yeah. of comic books. She just wound up had a couple. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she's not going to get those in this universe because Quicksilver's already dead and uh, and Johnny Storm is not here. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I really I look forward to seeing how they cross over with Shield. Like that that's kind of why I'm interested to like keep watching the show and like to see them no not even necessarily to cross over with Shield, but to see them like interact with Inhumans on off like the new Inhumans that are going to be kicking about. And it seems like a decent story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got they've set up a like good premise with like Maximus having like the coup and whatnot, and mm-hmm. uh, that's quite cool. Like, I like all that. And uh, I forget the actor's name, but the 
the guy that plays Maximus, he's like quite a decent sort of villain. Yeah, he's uh, from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's in Game of Thrones. Oh. And also Misfit, Misfits. He played a good guy in Misfits, actually, a hero. He was really good at that as well. Uh, and 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 Black Bolt is pretty believable as well. Like uh, uh, the the way that he does manage to convey some emotions and whatnot through just his facial expressions. It will be uh, it'll be interesting to see if it gets old. Yeah, yeah. It be I mean, how many, how many episodes? Is it eight. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I mean, it's not too long. Hopefully, there isn't. Hopefully, it's all good stuff and no filler because i mean we've, we've spoken about that with the netflix shows before sometimes they do feel a bit dragged out because uh, they are like 13 episodes um so hopefully they shouldn't have that problem here it should all just be story and like interesting things happening every week we'll see how it goes yeah um but i did but... I, de I definitely did enjoy it it wasn't anyone near as bad as what i was expecting no i mean i you know this is the internet at its worst. Uh, somebody mm -hmm. gets gets a bug up their ass and turns it into the biggest uh, disaster ever, and then everybody just piles on. Yep, I, I, but I think that's probably. I mean, it's it's a shame because I, I think that's going to have turned a lot of people off for actually watching the show. But it does mean that people that do watch the show are going in with lower expectations, so they're probably going to enjoy the show more. Mm -hmm. But it's a kind of double edged sword that one. I mean, I want to call it the most awesome, spectacular, greatest uh, comic book show uh, in the last 10 years. No. But it's not, I mean, it's not horrible. No, it's a decent superhero show, like, <laughs> which is kind of what, what you want from it. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, Maximus is played by Ilan Rowan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, actually, uh, the ratings weren't that great. It, uh, and I, I'm not going to TV by the numbers, but I will uh, while we're talking somewhere. Uh, this uh, Tim Hernandez sent over an article with the the overnights, which was a, a zero point nine, uh, which mm -hmm. was three point eight million viewers. Uh, I think that won the time slot, though. I mean, it is. It was Friday at eight. Yes, I remember. It we we were at a, a we were at a restaurant. Uh, we're just finishing up dinner when uh, it came on TV there, um, <laughs> and we went home to watch it on the DVR. Um, it uh, so it got a zero point nine uh, in the eighteen to forty nine. God damn it! I'm going to be out of that demographic next year. <laughs> Shit! I'm just realizing that I become irrelevant, Andy. <laughs> You're not in the key demographic anymore. I'm not They're in not, the key demo you, anymore. You start hate. You start hating all the shows. You be like, that show's not made for me. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go watch CSI and <laughs> CSI still on. Oh God, CSI will never go away. <laughs> I, I or maybe it did. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, regular CSI is done. Like, uh, I don't know if Miami's still going, but what's that? What's uh, that other one? NC, NCIS, NCIS is the other yeah. one. I'm yeah. gonna have to go watch I think, NCIS. 
<laughs> Go watch uh, Hallmark Classics. <laughs> Naples, that's what you should be watching. Um, Coronation Street. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Where's the murder she wrote reruns? Oh, yes. <laughs> Di- Diagnosis Murder. That's actually a good show. Um, so... But it got 3.8 million viewers. Uh, I think it won the the time slot. I will go do a little more research over at TV by the numbers. I wasn't even thinking about this before. I would have done it beforehand. Um, it apparently did uh, outperform the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, finale from May this year. Yes. And, and, and the season four average so far. Yeah. Uh, as... as as well as Agent Carter's average weekly numbers in its first season, so yeah, and I I would have to go back and look. I think, the, I mean, the overnights have never been good on Shield. No, but they, I mean, they make up for it with the DVRs. Mm. So, and you know that that doesn't take into account, I think, streaming services like Hulu. And uh, ABC, the AB, you know, watching mm. it on ABC itself. So I think you know the numbers will be better. Um, so and Tim Hernandez also wanted to mention that uh, there will be some major announcements at New York Comic Con about Street Fighter versus Marvel. Or the Capcom Infinite, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Yeah, I don't... That's already out. Yeah, I guess they're going to make some probably some <laughs> DLC announcements. Or, oh. Um, yeah, sorry. Our favorite kind of announcement. <laughs> probably not going to be there for that. Because I don't... We can't... We couldn't even find when the uh, video game mm. uh, panel was, if they're having one. Excuse me. Uh, having one um what else do we have here did you have any news um and humans is going to be shown on sky one over here when um they haven't they, they haven't announced an official date yet <laughs> but this is going from an article from like uh like a week or so ago but they, they haven't actually said when it's going to broadcast yet so i don't like this started but yeah, it's on Sky One, which is a, a bigger network over here than like the uh, like what the other Marvel shows have been on because they've all they've pretty much all been on like Channel Four or like E Four. But yeah, that's it. Uh, it's better for them over here, I suppose. But I, I don't know if that will that'll do. All right. Um, I guess Saturday Night Live. This came from Tim Hernandez. Had a uh, shield reference last week. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there was a skit with Alien uh, where uh, so there were some alien abductees, mm-hmm. and they were interrogated by two agents of the CIA, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the agents' names was Agent Fitzsimmons. Oh, right, okay. So it's kind of like an Easter egg sort of yeah, thing. a little Easter egg. Cool. Um, what else we have here? And we'll get into that in a minute. 
I guess they say the new Black Panther trailer is going to drop soon. I'm going to guess it drops uh, probably during Comic-Con. Yeah, you'd expect that. That would that would make sense. I mean, the first trailer was good. Like, more of the same, please. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I think Marvel are quite clever with the trailers. Um but uh, the first trailer was like decent, but it wasn't like it didn't blow your socks off like the Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok one did, or like the first Guardians one did, for example. So like that, this is the one that they need to, they need to like basically go viral so that the profile of the movie boosts up. But it's a good while away yet. Yeah, still Black Panther. February. Plenty of time. Yeah, plenty of time. So yeah, I. I would, I would be, like I said, I don't think, no, there are no Marvel panels other than uh, Runaways the day I'm going to be there. So, mm. um, yeah, I'm going to be watching it on YouTube with everybody else uh, probably on Saturday. Uh, what cool. else do we have here? Tim, uh, Tim we love you, man. You, you set up, a, <laughs> you set up the script for our show. Um you know, I, this was an article that uh, I think we may have talked about or thought uh, thought about with why are they keeping uh, Shield around for another season? And the big thing is probably spinoffs. So you think they're going to like set up spinoffs in it essentially? Yeah. Well, I mean, you already have. You know, you could spin off Ghost Rider pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, supposedly the Mockingbird, uh, Lance Hunter, uh, thing is dead, but who knows? Whatever they were calling that. Marvel's Most Wanted. I mean, he is back for, for yeah. the next season, so. Yeah, but that doesn't, uh, does, uh, what does that do to, you know, the storyline for Most Wanted? But, uh, you mm. know, uh, Adrian, Adrian, uh, Padalecki is already over on the Orville. Which is an okay yep. show if you get a chance to watch it. Yeah, at least been watching that. He keeps telling me to watch it, but I just every time he every time he talks about it, I, like I just think of Orville the Duck, which you won't you won't know what it, what that is, but it's basically like uh, it was a uh, like a ventriloquist puppet thing from say the I think probably the eighties nineties, where it was a giant green duck that wore a nappy. This guy popped It's very, very strange. That every time you say Orville, I'm like, I just think of this giant green duck. Not anyone near as cool as Howard either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you could spin off Sword, and there's oh, yeah, yeah. rumors that the Skrulls could make uh, their first appearance on the t- uh, uh, in Shield. Okay. So. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the reason to do it. I also think, you know, you could do season six over on uh, your new, uh, the Disney streaming service. Yeah, but, I mean, that's still, what, three years out before that comes about? That's the picture of that duck, by the way. 2019, <laughs> next year. Oh, no, I see. Okay. Well, you in a bit. Because you're going to finish up in 2018. 
Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, then you would be, next season would be, you could do it on uh, your new service. Mm, sure. And let's see. Ant-Man and the Wasp casting call confirms flashback to the 80s. Yeah, that's not really surprising because we know we're going to get a bit more about like what happened with Janet. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, there was there was a couple of flashbacks in Ant-Man, so... We'd expect that to happen. Yes. I just hope Michael. I just hope Michael Douglas dies in this movie. <laughs> That's like my biggest hope for the movie. Like, just kill Hank, Hank Pym off. Like, is hashtag not my Hank Pym. Uh, so the casting call notes this, and this comes from Heroic Hollywood. Uh, the casting call notes this that the scene in question will take place in 1987, the same year of Janet Van Dyne's Dyne's assumed death after she sacrificed herself disarming the Soviet missile. Mm. But there's no other details. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And we're going to see some things about the microverse and and that sort of stuff. So, cool. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. And uh, last but not least... uh, while the Inhumans didn't do all that great, uh, Gifted did do pretty well. So this is the X-Men spinoff on Fox, yeah? Yeah, yeah. have you seen uh, it? I, I have not seen it yet. Did, did you watch it? Yes, I did. How, how was it? Decent. Better than Inhumans? Oh, hell yes. Okay. <laughs> um... A lot of effects. <coughs> Hang on, I'm choking. <laughs> I, I forgot to unmute. Hang on, I'm I'm dying. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought uh, good effects. You had uh, Polaris is in there. You have Thunderbird as well. Um. There's one guy that they're calling Eclipse that might be a new mutant, uh, and that's uh, uh, an original mutant, I guess is the way to put it, not a new mutant, because Mm. that can get confusing. Um, And then uh, there's someone named Blink, which I think is an actual character in the MCU. Yep. Uh, who kind of, kind of makes portals like that uh, Aborigine guy? Um, okay, cloak. No, not cloak. Um, no, no, the one in the Avengers. Who is um, an Aborigine? Do you mean what, like Brother Voodoo? No, I think it was actually called Portal or something like that. Okay, right. Um. And uh, then there's the two uh, Strucker twins. Their their dad's mm-hmm. name is Strucker, and he's a DA for I think the city of Atlanta. Uh, that prosecutes mutants, and he prosecutes mutants. And then he finds out his kids are mutants, and they go on the run from the Sentinel Agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and. The first episode was decent. I mean, there were some great effects. You had some cool characters. Uh, I would say uh, the 
the show's a little darker and seems to be set in dark places quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it has promise. And I'm I'm actually thinking the guy they're calling Eclipse might be Sunspot. Uh, yeah, okay. It also could be. I mean, it, his name isn't uh, Roberto da Costa, though, which I think was Sunspot's right. name. Um, so, but I guess there is no other reference for the guy's name. He is Latin, so I don't know. Uh, but that was the only one that came to mind. I was like, well, it kind of could be Sunspot, I guess. Hmm. And, uh, oh, Tim Hernandez found the, the name, or James, I'm sorry, is it James Warren or uh, Tim Hernandez who figured out the eyeball guy I was talking about a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, it was James Warren. It was the orb. The orb, right. Yeah, he rides a motorcycle. He has a giant eyeball for a head. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And do we have anything else? I don't see the. I know we, there was an article for it, but I can't find it now with the numbers for. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, Inhumans versus the Gifted. But see, the Gifted got good positive spin. Yeah, I had good things about it leading up to it. Um, I just haven't watched it yet because it's. Not an MCU show. <laughs> no, it was. But I, 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 I will watch it. And the other, th- you know, another reason, the excuse they're giving is, well, a lot of people already saw Inhumans because it was on. Um, on IMAX. We saw it on. Although, IMAX. although your picture, <laughs> your picture says that that's not necessarily true in all areas. <laughs> true. True. The Gifted reached an audience of 4.9 million. And Inhumans got It's not that much more. Yeah, it's not that much more. No, I don't think so. I mean, like, I think both shows are worth watching. Hmm. So. Nice. Um, just, just a couple of last news stories just to, to wrap off here. Um, first of all, it has been confirmed that uh, Tiffany Espenson has been added to the cast of Avengers Infinity War. All right, and who is that? And she played a character in Spider-Man Homecoming called Cindy. I don't remember from the movie, but uh, people are speculating online that uh, she might be Cindy Moon. Which is? Who was Silk in the comics. So she okay. was bitten by the same uh, spider as Peter Parker in the comic books. Okay. And and Silk. Now, whether or not that turns out to be reference or anything in Infinity War, probably not, given all the other things going on in that movie and all the massive cast that's already in it. But she's probably going to be like a background character in that and maybe that she'll be references Silk in a future Spider-Man movie. But the fact that they're using the same like actress again leads me to believe that they're doing something with her character at least. Hmm. It'd be, I mean, hey, the more characters, the better, right? 
Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we we've spoken before about Civil War, and that they should have probably waited a few more years till the universe was a bit bigger to do the Civil War, because that that movie was it was a good movie, but it was Civil War in name only. Mm. It was more like Civil Small Battle, Civil Civil Court, <laughs> Civil Court <laughs> Battle. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's not really a war when you've only got like five on five or six on six, whatever it was. Rather than like in the comic books, it's like hundreds on hundreds. It's more like uh, the civil soccer game or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the, the the final news story that that we should mention, uh, just about New York Comic Con, um, the Punisher's appearance has been pulled. So I think that was they were, they were planned to do a panel. Yeah. Yes, there was a panel yeah, so, planned hmm. for. I think Saturday, because I think that's Marvel Day there. Okay. And yes, they pulled the Punisher in the wake of the Vegas uh, disaster. Yeah. Um, do you think this affects their release schedule for the show? Uh, that's. I mean, obviously, like we, like all that, all that shit is absolutely ridiculous. Like the people who do things like that. But do you think this affects the show? Do you think they'll push back the show because of what's happened? I think it was premiering uh, Saturday. I think. Yeah, uh, you think you think I they think just it, dropped it. I think they were going to show the first episode and say, "And mm. when you get back to your hotel tonight, fire up your computer and you can watch the whole season." Mm. So there's no way they'll do that now. No. They'll probably. I, I think they need to wait probably like a month just to get distance from this because people like. The the press are are like are bad for like sticking on to things like this, and this is obviously like a, a fantasy television show. You know, it's totally based on a, a comic book character, and he does only like kill bad people, but at the same time, it, like it does kind of ring to that sort of that sort of thing, like mass murder and stuff like that. So I can understand why they're why they're doing that, and uh, it makes sense for them to push it back a little bit give it a bit of breathing space from this still looking forward to the show though like it looks like it's going to be really good oh yeah I mean it's just we live in a screwy times now mm. and, and we don't want to get into all that here but <laughs> I, I do look for I'm sure that you guys will talk about it on Knuckleballer please <laughs> uh yeah i'm kind of dreading that <laughs> yeah we just did a heavy thing last week mm -hmm. i really don't want to uh, i really don't want to hear that again but uh i i have a feeling yes we are going to be doing that but yeah i think that's all the all the news Okay. I am over at TV by the numbers and in humans one uh the eight PM slot. Mm-hmm. And came in tied for second, I guess, uh in the nine PM slot. It got a point nine overall. And apparently the Hawaii Five O premiere at nine uh, drew a one point hmm. 
So. Oh, it's not. I mean, it's not awful. Oh, there, there was uh, there was one one last thing that I saw uh, regarding Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Uh, Iron Fist is confirmed to pop up in season two of Luke Cage. Good. Which hopefully, hopefully means that we'll get Heroes for Hire. And I mean, we've spoken briefly about it, like them two and Defenders together. Uh, they worked really well, like having them play off each other. So look, I hope to see more of that, and uh, hopefully it leads into them doing like rather than doing Luke Cage season three and Iron Fist season three or whatever it ends up being, they just do like Heroes for Hire. I, I would agree. much rather think, see that than than either one of those. I agree. I think they would work. I think that they need each other to play off of. Mm-hmm. Which is why neither of their comic books ever were that great back in the seventies. Yep, they work much better as part of like a duo or an ens- ensemble. Yeah. All right. Any other news? Eh, no, I think that's it. All right. Shall we get into this week's episode? Yes. God, this episode. <laughs> oh, this man. is rough. This is really rough. But yeah, let's just get into it. I, I, think um, okay. I, do, I, I yeah. apologize and I admit now I was watching it tonight after work and uh, yeah, I think I dozed off for a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, okay, so this is uh, season one, episode nine of Iron Fist and this is where it all starts to go really off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode was called The, uh, the Mistress of All Agonies, which... Like is it could be a reference to poison or it could be a reference to Madame Gow. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, just how boring the episode was. Or well, yeah, that as well. <laughs> this episode is the mistress of all agonies mm-hmm. in in name and theme and uh, excitement. <laughs> okay, so uh, first of all, we see Harold coming back from the dead again, which we see him waking up in the sort of swamp lake thing that Ward dumped him in. With a knife still in his belly, of course. Because <laughs> he didn't... Like, what? what is weird to me is that why did Ward not take this knife out of him? Like, surely it would have been really awkward to carry, like, if he had the knife still stuck in his belly. Imagine carrying him like that. Like, how did he carry him? You can't roll him up in a rug with a knife sticking out of him. No, you can't. And, like, you can't really put him over, like, your shoulder or anything like that because he's going to have this big knife sticking out of him. Like, I mean... Maybe he just dragged them into the elevator, dragged them down the, the presumed stairs in the, the parking garage. Like, who knows? But anyways, he's just somehow still got this knife stuck on him. Even though he's been in the water for a couple of days at this point, the knife would have come out. Uh, but anyway, he, he then crawls out the swamp and just really creepy and weird. And it's just like a very strange scene to begin the episode with. And I... I I don't generally mind them bringing characters back from the dead too much. Like they did it with Coulson and, and did it well with Coulson, and, and like it made sense of the story and whatnot. But yeah, I don't. They need to let people stay dead. Like I, I'm kind of with James Gunn at this point. Like now when they kill people off, they need to just let them be dead. Because pretty much they're like killing people off left, right, and center in the MCU, and they just bring them back. Mm-hmm. So like death has no consequence. Unless you're Uncle Ben. Unless you're... Well, I mean, we've not seen him in the MCU yet. He might still be alive somewhere. Who knows? I'm waiting for... Um, you know, they have Spider-Gwen. When do we get Spider-Ben? Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it's happened in the comic book when one of the many alternative universes has probably happened before. I mean, there's Ben Ben Riley. He was a Spider-Man. True. But obviously a, a different mm. Spider-Man. He's not Uncle Ben. No. No, we need Spider-Man. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it will happen to her later. Uh, we then see uh, Danny, Colleen, and Claire interrogating Madame Gao at the dojo. Um, Danny kind of makes to punch Madame Gao, but stopped at the last second. And, and I, I thought that was interesting because she didn't even flinch at all. She She's like, just, hit him. He yeah. knew he, she knew he wasn't going to hit her. Yeah, well, I mean, he could have, but, like, she, she's obviously seen a lot of shit in her life. Mm-hmm. Like, she's been alive for a long time, and she's just like, yep, this is just another thing. If he hits me, he hits me. I'm just going to take it. Well, but, yeah, I think you're right. She probably knew that he wasn't going to hit her. That and the fact that, well, as we now know, well, yeah, I'm going to spoil it. Uh, she is immortal. Mm-hmm. If we, if, I mean, to an extent. And, you mm. know, she's already said she's been around for hundreds of years, so I don't think yep. that's really a spoiler. If it is, yep. uh, I apologize, but <laughs> it isn't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she, she I, a, I don't think she's worried about uh, dying, and B, I think she knows he wouldn't actually do it. He, he's just mm. a big pouty pissy baby. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got no stones here at no, all. Like he's like, tell me what I want to know. And she's like, no. He's like, oh, tell me what I want to know. No. Ah! Uh, tell me what I want to know. Oh. Ah! <laughs> and he's just gonna they're just gonna go in a circle for that for a wee while. Um, but yeah, Claire says they're they're on a fast track to waterboarding here, and like basically, her and Colleen don't want Danny to do something that he's gonna regret. Essentially, like. They don't want him to beat up Madame Gao because she does look like a frail old lady, even though she is actually very powerful. Yes, I think they're kind of forgetting this in amongst the like this episode that she's actually like a badass, <laughs> and she could easily take she could easily take all three of them if uh, she wasn't tied up. She, uh, yeah, you, you know, just another one of the you know the. Well, I mean, yeah, she looks like a frail old lady tied up. Mm. So, I mean, I guess it's hard to... You, you really don't want to see uh, some uh, young, uh, immortal Iron Fist beat the crap out of a, a, t- a lady, an old lady tied up. That's not a fair fight. Yeah, and he's not really... That's not very uh, he- heroic either. No, no, it isn't. Um, so yeah, Claire, Claire tells Danny instead to get some truth serum from uh, from one of his labs for Gao, and they can use that and get her to tell uh, uh, get her to tell them what they want to know. Um, and it's and they say, oh, well, it's better than torture, I suppose. <laughs> These are the worst kidnappers ever. Yeah. Like absolutely terrible. First of all, they've made a classic mistake of taking her to their hideout, <laughs> like rather than taking her to like a motel or somewhere like off the grid. They went, oh. Where's the most obvious place that we could go? Mm, okay, well, that would be the Rand building that has Danny's name on it. We'll not go there. But, like, oh, Colleen's dojo that she, like, lives and works in every day. Oh, that's, that, that'd be fine. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you're Danny and Rand. Like, you, you're the owner yeah. of Rand Enterprises. You have warehouses all over the world. Let's go back to, let's go crash at Colleen's place. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> 
yeah, just stupid. They should have totally went somewhere else. Um, but yeah, so the, we then see Harold wandering the streets uh, in a sort of drunken, just awoken from death days. Where we see him being a creepy weirdo to some kids playing at a bust fire hydrant, which is very strange. He's just like walking up to these kids and going like, "Oh, like this woman. Oh, is is that your son? Yeah. Oh, I have a son." Okay, walks away. <laughs> like, okay, what the fuck? Just very strange, and just I don't think there was any need for any of this. Like, they're obviously trying to show that he's like um, a sort of like a man reborn here. Like that—that's the kind of the vibe they're going for. But just they should have just left him dead. Like bringing him back like this is just doesn't fit at all in in this episode or in the series for me at all. And you know, um, you know, it, I was waiting for. I I have a son, and he just killed me. <laughs> yeah, at least then there would have been like a punchline yeah, to the, sort mean, of the joke, but there was just nothing. Like I have a son. Well, okay, wander away. All right, okay, wield. Um. So yeah, we then see Joy, who is calling Ward, can't get hold of him, and. We find out that she has been investigating the building that Ward took her to the other week. Um, and she's found out that Harold bought this building a week before he died, which seems strange, and she was going to investigate it. Uh, and at this point, probably one of the most unbelievable things in the whole show is that she just happens to walk into Danny like in the street. Like, just happens to bump into him. And she's like, oh, I was hoping I'd find you here. Like, what, just walking on, on the sidewalk? Well, I think like- she was... <laughs> I think, because uh, I think she was near Colleen's place. Yeah, I don't know, but like... And I, I think she was going over there into. to find him. Right. It just seemed a bit too coincidental. Um, They're like, oh, right, we need to catch Danny up on what's been happening at Rand. Somebody needs to tell him this. He doesn't have a phone, so what's the best way to like tell him this? Oh, we'll just have like Joy bump into him in the street randomly, and she can catch him up. It's like, hmm, that is a bit of a plot stretch. See, I didn't take it that way. I figured she knew where he was and was going over to talk to him. Yeah, I mean, she knew where he was. Mm-hmm. So the hand is going to be able to find him like like that. <laughs> Stupid place to hide out. Um, but yeah, so uh, she t- catches him up on like them being ousted from Rand and whatnot. And he's, he's obviously shocked by this, but... Uh, and Danny does tell Joy though to stay away from the building, like, and, and he lies to her about it. He's like, oh, "I don't know anything about it, but just stay away from it." And, and obviously, that's that, going to make her go. Yeah, that's Danny that's being the a flag. moron, Mister Moron again. Yep, that's the red flag. And you just at that point, she goes, "Okay, well, I need to know what's happening there. Like, yep. they're hiding something from me. I'm going to go find out immediately." Yeah. And, and later in the episode, she does exactly that. Uh, Harold continues his uh, creepy weirdo tour of the of the city by walking through a park. He, he tries to steal a hot dog from a hot dog vendor and burns his hand, and then coughs up a load of dirt and blood out his lungs. and And he's like, "Oh, much better." And the, the hot dog vendor's guy's reaction here is priceless, though, because he's like, "Oh my god! Like, are you like are you dying? <laughs> you know?" I'd be like, moving ah, my cart. Better. Yep, I'd be like, okay, I'm done for the day. That's that's plenty. First, first of all, I've, now, made, I've now made enough you, money. Home. 
now you have to throw out all those hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Because a guy that just, uh, a zombie just walked up, put his hand in your boiling water, and then puked in front of your cart. <laughs> yeah. So the first, I mean, obviously you better not be selling any of those hot dogs, although, you know, it's a New York street vendor. I'm <laughs> sure uh, they were consumed. Sure he's up to code. Yeah. <laughs> um... So if you ever get uh, sick from a New York street vendor hot dog, you know what happened. (laughs) But yeah, but I mean, it just seems a bit weird that he's like, he's forgotten everything. Yeah, it's, it's quote unquote a rebirth, I guess. Yeah. Because I mean, he's, he's like, you can understand that he's like struggling to walk and like recovering his like health and whatnot, but the fact that he's forgotten everything, especially because of what happens later on, is, is a bit weird. Um, anyway, back at the dojo, uh, Gao kind of analyzes Claire. Um, she, she has that she fraternizes with Daredevil and Luke Cage and Danny Rand, and all these people end up ruined. And the only thing that they all have in common is her. <laughs> this, this, this is a great monologue by Gao, though. It's all Claire's fault. Yeah. All of this is all her fault, and that's totally not true. But like, she just happened to be there and whatnot. And uh, Gao's basically saying that oh, she's not special. Um, she does make a comment in amongst us about Claire's mother not being safe, and and Claire gets a bit mad at this. But but I mean, the thing is, like, Gao is obviously kind of stay away from my mama. Yeah, I mean, she kind of knows like stuff, and like, she's kind of got a a decent inkling of what's going to be coming in the future as well. So I think she's more kind of trying to like put Claire off of trying to help these people because she knows that she will be a key player down the line. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to like eliminate her and get her to just go away. Because she keeps patching up these people when they get injured. Like, because if she didn't do it, then nobody would. She's the Coulson of the Netflix universe. Yep. She's the glue. As uh, Phil said, as he died uh, <laughs> off camera in uh, Avengers. But I'm the clue. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They, oh, they actually said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, he, when he's dying there at the, uh, you know, I guess it was uh, an outtake or whatever. As he's dying, he's going, go, but I'm the glue. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, Colleen then takes over watching Madame Gao. Uh, we then see Danny stealing some sodium pentothal from Rand with the help of uh, a doctor lady who helped him before. I'm not I'm not sure what her name is, but she is the one that he got to investigate some drug earlier. I think it was the uh, the synthetic heroin stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she, he, he, Danny got her to investigate that earlier on in in the season uh, and look into some of the Rand stuff for him. So he's got this connection with her. And she agrees basically to help him, but as long as if he does get caught, Keep he says that he didn't see her. Yeah, like don't tell them that I helped you, because he's uh he, he's not allowed around at all now. He's completely banned. Persona non grata. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, Gao tries to kind of analyze Colleen. Basically, she's, she's just trying to get in her head, and she talks about her grandfather. And Colleen's like, well. 
I mean, you could have just read this somewhere, this sort of stuff. And she says like a saying to her, and in, uh, in I think it's I think it's Japanese or Chinese. Uh, the the uh, the frog trapped in a well does not understand the sea. What? <laughs> it's one of these weird proverbs that like means nothing, but also means everything. Um, now Gao says some interesting things to her amongst us and asks her to release her. Um, and says that Danny belongs to someone else and not her. Yeah. Which is, again, like, I mean, I think Gown knows some stuff, like, like, or at least has an inkling of what's going to happen in the future. Um, she doesn't know maybe exactly what it is, but she's got kind of an inkling of how things will go down the line. Uh, and at this point, Colleen kind of starts to feel sick, though, and has to go and lie down. She gets a tummy bug. Yeah, I you know, Which, um, I, was, I was I was trying to figure out okay what happened here. But, yeah, because I mean, like she didn't she didn't drink anything or eat anything here. Like, and uh, Gao didn't touch her or do anything to her. Like, she, all she did was speak to her a little bit. But yeah, she has to go and lie down. Now uh, we then see Harold going to Rand Industries, and he's like he recognizes the name, and he's like, "Oh, I'm Rand." No, I'm Meacham. Why isn't it my name? <laughs> Fair question. And you're like, you're like, oh yeah, I did kind of wonder that. Like, if he, because I mean, it was Wendell Rand and Harold Meacham that like started the company. So why is it not like Rand Meacham Enterprises or like Meacham? Me- I suppose Meacham Rand doesn't sound very good, but Rand Meacham sounds fine. So I wonder why why they didn't call it that back when they they founded the company. Um, also, while, while he's there, like, this guy bumps into him. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like a random guy, but we see this guy again later on, so it's worth noting that he bumped into Harold here. Uh, Harold remembers his name at this point, so he remembers his name's Harold Meacham and that he's, like, part of this company, Rand. Uh, and he does remember the door access code as well to the building, which is Ward's birthday. Which I thought was a nice touch because he's always been a bit of a dick to Ward in the show. But if he's using his like birthday for his passcode, he obviously does have like <laughs> he does love his son if he can remember his birthday. I um uh, hmm. we had a code for at for something uh at one point uh that was uh nineteen forty one. Mm-hmm. And uh my father uh, said, oh, wow, you used uh, the year that I was born. Uh, mm-hmm. And my father and I had a very interesting relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, then then I just told him, no, it's actually based on the John Belushi movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, whatever helps you to remember. Yeah, you know? I mean, I was... <laughs> Oh no! I actually used the the John I was I used, the John Belushi re, uh, movie was my reference. <laughs> and, and that's yeah, when so it Har- was written out of the will. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so yeah, Harold kind of pokes around uh, Rand and like remembers a bunch of things from his time there and. Uh, Remembers like Ward's office and Joy's office and whatnot, and he obviously sees their stuff is all like boxed up, and he's like, "Oh, what's happened here?" Like, because he obviously doesn't know that they've been ousted and whatnot. And then he calls his driver, 
uh, Kyle for for a pickup. Um, so the dry, the Kyle kind of catches him up on what's going on, and he's got Harold his usual drink, which is like a kind of like health shake or some some such nonsense, probably full of spinach and that sort of stuff that does not taste nice. But he doesn't want that. He wants bourbon. There and, we go. And at this point, I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm starting to like Harold more now. He's like, like fuck this drink, throws it out the window, like, give me the bourbon, okay? <laughs> and uh, but he soon drinks the bourbon, he just goes, mm, and makes a really weird yeah. <laughs> noise. <laughs> like, okay, he's gone back to creepy again. Not so good. Um, and and he then asks, he asks Kyle, uh, oh, what would you do if you found out you could live forever? And Kyle's like, oh, I would have ice cream for breakfast and lunch. <laughs> He's like, okay, amazing. And that's not a compliment. <laughs> he has very small dreams. Like, I mean, you could literally do that tomorrow if you wanted to. You could have ice cream and for breakfast and for lunch for one day, and it's not going to, like, not going to affect you in any way whatsoever. I think, uh, what's his name, Harold? Mm. No, uh, the the assistant. Uh, Kyle. 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 I, I think he's had a very um, sheltered, sheltered existence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being uh, Harold's bitch for the la- for however many years. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, you would think he would have done some interesting stuff outside of that, though. Like he just, what does he do? He comes in, goes to work, goes home, and goes to sleep. Yeah. That seems like his life. He doesn't do anything else. Like, very small dreams. Ice cream for breakfast and lunch. Cool. But, I mean, like, he's obviously motivated by money because that's why he's working for Harold because Harold's paying him good money. So, like, what is he doing with the money? Not buying ice cream. <laughs> Not having a good life. He's just saving up his money for no reason. Like, strange, strange, strange character, that one. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to know more about him, but... Sadly <laughs> not. Um, so yeah, uh, we also see then the the dude who bumped into Harold earlier on at Rand. Uh, he goes to a dim sum truck, and the the guy who's like working on it's like, oh, go around the front to like the the service hatch, and he just kind of like climbs into the truck with the guy, and and then the guy goes to hit him with like a a wrench, a wrench. that he just happens to have. Yeah, he just happens to have a wrench in his truck, like just in case. That's probably, probably for probably some for gas valve or something, or to fix the stove. Possibly, um, but, but uh, this, this guy just beats him up and then kind of ties him up with a with an electrical cord. Uh, we also see that he has a magazine that has Danny's picture on it. From I, I didn't catch what magazine it was, but one of these kind of like People magazine or it was more was, like uh, yeah, money or entrepreneur like a magazine. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got Danny like plastered on the front cover. So, uh, did you catch he, he the name of the? Did you catch the name the name of the food truck? Um, no, I didn't. I saw it said Dim Sum on the side, but I didn't see what the name of the food truck was. The truck was all that and Dim Sum. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> that's quite. A, that's actually quite a good name for like a, a food truck. Cool. <laughs> Um, so we, he then makes, he, he's got like, a, he finds like a bit of tin foil and he makes an origami throwing star out of it and then like throws it into the wall and it somehow pierces a metal wall. Yeah. You're like, okay. <laughs> like, this guy is good at folding. 
we can do that. Uh, Ward then goes to Harold's penthouse and is quite shocked to find Harold back there alive. <laughs> and, and Ward asks him, like, why aren't you dead? <laughs> like, he's like, I killed you. I killed like, you. How are what you the here? fuck are you doing here? <laughs> um, but yeah, Harold's got the knife still in his hand at this point. Like, he's just been walking about the city with this knife in his in his pants, and uh, he like, he's got it in his hand here. And Ward is obviously like thinking, "Oh shit, he's gonna kill me." But Harold kind of walks up to him and drops the knife, apologizes to Ward, and then hugs him and tells him that he loves him. And he says, I died and I came back again. Isn't that great? <laughs> just the look on Ward's face is just absolutely priceless. He's like, no, no, this is not good. This is very bad. I killed you for a reason. Yep. <laughs> I didn't want you to come back. Uh, so, yeah, Danny Danny then gets back to the dojo and Claire injects uh, Madame Gill with this, this truth serum stuff. Um, she does say that she has something scarier than a dragon in a cave and that he's not prepared for it. And, uh, however, Gao then does seem and then to start... And then lifts her dress to... oh. and scares the shit out of everybody. But no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, that would, would be scary, yeah. Uh, so Gao, Gao then seems to start to open up um, and tells Danny that she met uh, his father through his mother. Um, however... Did you say anything about my mama? <laughs> yeah. However, his dad wouldn't actually deal with the hand at all. Um, he, he basically totally shut them out and wouldn't accept any of their offers. However, that was not the case with Harold. And uh, when Wendell found out something happened, which we would assume was Harold getting the hand to off uh, Wendell and his wife, basically, in the plane crash. But... Gao kind of passes out at this point, so we don't we don't get to hear the full story here. Uh, Colleen then comes out and uh, collapses. Um, we realise that she's been poisoned by a cut she got back when they were fighting in China. Um, this is seems to be the same poison as affected the pilots uh, for, of the plane crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Gao at this point just kind of like comes back around, and it turns out that she was not really under the influence of the drug at all. She was basically just playing them. Uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, the, these these drugs and tortures and stuff like that don't affect me. Yeah, like, I've been through all this since the 17th century. So that's a long time she's been alive. That's like four or 500 years, at least. So we're getting to learn a little more about Madame Gao. Yeah, so she's been around a long time. She's very powerful and still very mysterious, though. Mm-hmm. So she's actually a very interesting character because, like, she seemed like a real bit part player in Daredevil season one, but they've mm-hmm. developed her quite a lot, and she's still kicking her. Like, the fact that she's still kicking around is quite cool. See, I, I mean, I always thought she was an interesting character. I, I would, say, I think, a better word would be enig, enig, yeah, enigmatic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, she. I mean, Fisk was the the main person in daredevil uh season one but yep. uh you know it, she they certainly started uh they planted the seeds for a very pivotal character yep 
uh, through the first phase of the Netflix series. Yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, I mean, like this whole thing, like Madame Gao and the heroine and stuff like that, all of that started off in Daredevil season one. Even like the the symbols on the the heroin packets and stuff like that, that's all started in Daredevil season one. So it's cool that it's still still kicking around now. Uh, so Colin tells Colin then tells Danny to call her sensei for help, um, and we see that the dude that's in the dim sonic truck overhears. Some uh, goons talking that, uh, talking about Danny being at the dojo, and so he's going to go there. He's just kind of scoping out to try and find Danny, basically. Uh, at the penthouse, Ward uh, basically asks Harold to leave him alone. Harold's like, "Oh, what do you want? What do you want from me? What What's the best thing we can do?" And Ward's like, "Oh, just leave me alone." And and Harold is quite nice about it. And he's like, "Well, that's understandable." Uh, like I just want my family to be back together and whatnot, and like if it takes you leaving for now to to like put that on on the right track, then okay, on you go. See, this, this is what kind of bugs me about the show is these characters flip flop so much. Yep, they they basically like they they killed off Harold's character and then brought him back as the same guy, but an entirely different character. Yeah, I mean in one. You know, even earlier on in the season when uh, Harold tells Ward, uh, give Danny everything. You know, yep. he's family. Uh, you know, uh, cut the crap already. Um, you know, he, and then, it, you know, at one point, Harold's the bad guy. Then it's Ward. Then it's Harold again. And it's, you know, it's... The, the characters, you don't know who is who or what is what, and it, it makes for a confusing show. To, to, to be fair, I don't I don't really mind Ward's character arc so much. Like, it at least has a kind of a bit of logic to it, to how it goes. Like, he starts to go off the rails, and, like, his life is essentially spiraling out of control. But, like, this, with the little Harold here, they're just like, okay, he's dead. Okay, he's back alive, but he's, like, a completely different person. Like that is just annoying. Yeah, <laughs> they're doing better just introducing a completely new character to it. Like they they could have just brought Wendell Wendell Rand back and made him like be this character. Yeah, like that would have be been stretch, that would have almost but... been better. Well, it would have been a hundred percent. But like this is a stretch as well. Well, yeah, but uh, you have the fact that uh, what he has the hand uh, rejuvenation juice or whatever in him, so. You know, you can you you can uh, kind of push some of it some of it off on that. Yeah, I don't like this hundred rejuvenation. Just it's just it's too convenient. Like, oh, it just brings you back anytime you die. Like, okay, <laughs> like what's the end end game to that? Do you like chop the body up, like cut it into pieces, like distribute it to different parts of the world, and then it can't like come back, or can you burn it? Like, how how do you how do you kill someone like that? Um, but Harold does reveal that he plans to uh, reveal himself to Joy and talk to her. And he does say that he's been working on something uh, in the background to bring an end to his dealings with the hand. Which, uh, when has he had time to do this? Like, since he came back alive? I don't know even know what he was talking about here. I'm like, okay, is he like talking about like what he's been like doing with Danny like, before he died? Or like, is he talking about something new that he's doing? Yeah, I mean, th this is where we start seeing plot holes and story mm. holes and things just 
don't make all that much sense. Yep. So now over at over the dojo, all the lights go off, and he a camera kind of pops under the door and a coin smashes it. Um, and a smoke grenade gets thrown through the uh, through the window and a flashbang through the roof. And a load of like SWAT type guys drop in through the roof in like a very Rainbow Six style. I don't know if you've ever played Rainbow Six Siege, Chip, but like that, this is almost exactly a scene like you would see in that game. I've played a few Rainbow Six. I've done the breach and clear. Yeah, so this is exactly like that. Um, now it's worth noting that these are not like hand ninjas, which I thought was odd. Okay. I so like if if these are if these are people that are here to like rescue Madame Gao, for example, like they're not hand ninjas. These are like military guys with guns. Okay. So it's I think it's assumed that these are like mercenaries, um, that are kind of like hired guns basically, rather than actual people that are part of the hand. Which is strange that if if Gao's organized these people, like why would she use these people to like quote unquote rescue her rather than using her own like hand ninjas? Because the hand ninja guys would you would assume do a better job of rescuing her. But it's interesting to note that, like, as to what comes later on, and more specifically, not in this episode, but in an episode uh, down the line. Like, I think the next episode, there's a, a twist, and and that and we'll come back and talk about it this then because it's worth bringing up again then. Now, um, uh, Claire and Danny and sort of Colleen kind of fight these guys off, and they manage to deal with them pretty much no problem uh, because. Like I said, they are, these are military guys, and they're not really equipped for like hand-to-hand combat. You, even though they're, like they're all right, but they're not like they're not hand ninjas, so they can't take on like Danny at all. <laughs> He's just like too good for them. Uh, Gao does, however, offer to save uh, Colleen if Danny can get her back to her people. Which is which is interesting to note because I mean, like, and Danny's kind of like thinking about it here, but mm. uh, they, they are obviously like they've already called Colleen's uh, sensei to try and get him to come, so they're kind of waiting for him to see what happens. Uh, we then see Ward who goes to the leader of the Hatchet Men people, and he basically is asking him how to kill his dad once and for all, and he tells this legend of a guy who made a similar. Uh, deal with the hand who ended up killing his children by roasting them alive one day <laughs> and the, the only solution here for you is to run like okay <laughs> you can't kill them so just run away and now that would have been a great mm, way for the season to end yeah if you just ran away with no with uh with harold having a joy and ward barbecue that, that would be funny. <laughs> um, on his way out, Ward uses the synthetic heroin. So this is the the one that we saw earlier in the season where the, the guy like stuck it on his arm and like it's kind of like a stick-on tattoo sort of thing. Uh, so he uses the synthetic heroin. Uh, over at the penthouse, Harold is turned into a lovely man and has uh, bought some fancy flavoured ice cream for him and Kyle to have for dinner just before Kyle goes home for the night. And... Uh, Kyle is like really over overawed at this because Harold has never done anything for him ever before, 
especially like on this sort of level, because what he's done is he's basically ordered like all the different flavors of ice cream because he didn't know what flavor Kyle liked. So he's like, oh, I just got all kind of different flavors from some fancy restaurant sort of place, and we can have some ice cream. And he's gonna have like what is it, roasted cornflakes or something like that, which sounds like a bit odd for an ice cream flavor. But anyway, oh, cornflakes um, work well in ice cream. Okay, I I don't think I've never had cornflake ice cream, so. Uh, however, Kyle's like, oh, is there any vanilla? <laughs> and Harold is like, what? What did you say? Like, vanilla? Like, these are, like, the best ice creams in the world. Like, these are all the amazing fancy flavors. And he's like, yeah, I don't really like fancy flavors. I just like vanilla. And there's no vanilla. So, <laughs> Harold kills him with an ice cream scoop. <laughs> because... Because he, there's no vanilla. He's an ungrateful cream. bastard. He had it coming yeah. to him. Oh, he he totally did. To be fair, I mean, I mean like if somebody vanilla. does, I, if somebody does something like that, you're like, oh, cool, I'll try that one. Like it doesn't even matter. Like, like you wouldn't even ask. You'd be like, oh, I'll try this one here. Like this one here looks cool. Like I'll just try this and see what it's like. And you would try all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this this guy's fucking bought me ice cream, bro, and I'll I'll try them all. Uh, but yeah. Oh, I just like vanilla. I don't like fancy flavors. Fuck off and die. <laughs> literally. Yeah. So Harold literally kills him with an ice cream scoop, which was pretty ridiculous, um, and a bit of an over the top reaction, especially because like he was literally just being so nice to him, like that it was such a nice like thing to do, and <laughs> to this, then just flick his legs and kill him. Shit all over his uh, nice gesture. He, you know, he tries to be a nice guy. He tries to show a little employee appreciation. Mm-hmm. And uh, this ungrateful bastard says, "I just, I, I just want vanilla." <laughs> Off with his head. I, I mean, as well though, like how unadventurous is this guy, Kyle? Like, what a shit life this guy must have led. Oh, I just like vanilla ice cream. Have you ever tried any of these flavors? Like, I bet they would absolutely blow his mind. Uh, I mean, vanilla is the shittest ice cream. Like, <laughs> there's so many better choices that you could have out there. Like, anything is better than vanilla ice cream. Like, oh my god. So yeah, this this guy, he kind of, you're kind of right. Yeah, he he kind of did deserve to die for this. Yeah, he's an ungrateful bastard. <laughs> Off with his head. Off with his head with an ice cream scoop. Um. But it's really weird the way that, like, Harold kills him because, like, he's in a rage and, like, he's using ice cream to bash his head in and whatnot. Uh, and then and then he's kind of sitting there and he's like, oh, it's okay, I've been where you're going. It's not so bad, it's just nothingness. Uh, and then, like, after he says that, he sort, he sort of, like, switches personality back again and kind of, like, snaps out of the rage. And he just, like, lies down next to Kyle's body, which is incredibly creepy. And he's like, oh, what have I done? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, sort of thing. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't be. Like, this is not, like, a realistic, believable character at all. It's, yeah. The, uh, the, this just, like, like you said, this is kind of where the show starts uh, going off the rails. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So, meanwhile, outside, well, well, outside the uh, the restaurant where the hatchet men, uh, where the hatchet men have their base, uh, Ward leaves and sees that cops are checking out his car, 
Um, basically, they've found some drugs on the seat of his car, and that's given them like probable cause to search his car. And they found, like, obviously these packets of heroin, and they arrest him. And given that he's like just taken some heroin, he's like pretty high. <laughs> so he gets arrested, and uh, rather than being thrown in jail, he's taken to the the psych ward, which uh, the same one that Danny was in at the beginning of the season. Karma, baby, karma. Yeah, and and it's the same doctor as well that was like interviewing Danny. That's uh, interviewing Ward, uh, and so Harold watches as the doctor questions him, as he did when the doctor was questioning Danny back earlier on in the season as well. Now it's it's interesting, like because the doctor is kind of like asking him like all the questions and whatnot, and Ward does come off sounding like a bit crazy because he's talking about like, oh, it's all like my dad's framed me. But the doctor, as far as the doctor's concerned, Harold died like 13 years ago. Uh, and the fact that Ward is like proven here to be like at least a drug user or a drug addict. Um, <laughs> the doctor's like, okay, this seems all about like a psychological thing. And yeah, you're, you're going to need to stay here forever, basically. Karma? Yep. <laughs> Uh, and, and so then we see uh, Joy then going to the penthouse and going upstairs and finding Harold. And obviously she's <laughs> pretty shocked by this because he's Daddy. supposed to be dead. Like, what? You're alive? Okay. I, I thought she would have been actually even more shocked, but she's obviously like cottoned on to the fact that something really weird and fucked up is going on and uh, she's managed to work it out sort of and like She's prepared for some real weird thing there, and she finds something very weird. Yeah, but you're finding your father, who's been dead for 14 years, uh, alive. Yeah, I don't think you can be ready for that. No, very true. Uh, so back at the dojo, Colin Sensei uh, comes, and uh, Gao seems kind of shocked that he's here, and, and she's like, oh, you shouldn't be here, like, you need to leave. Um she's not doesn't seem to be happy about him being there which kind of makes danny trust him more uh, as well as the fact that he's taking care of the mercs that are where are still outside uh, this guy's name is that's totally yeah. what she's doing yep 100 percent um this guy's name is bakudo mm-hmm. and, and this guy tells like says to danny oh look why don't you just heal her and danny's like what are you talking about like how can i heal her and uh, he apparently doesn't know how to heal her. Um, but Bakudo kind of talks him through like what to do. And now if he just he could have just told him this over the phone, like oh, <laughs> like tech support, hello, like Iron Fist. Uh, how do I save this? How do I save this woman? Like oh, well just summon the Iron Fist, right? <laughs> then open your hand and then like stick it above the poison and then it'll go away. Oh, okay, like cool. You just didn't even need to come. Like you saved me, like from her almost dying. That that'd have been much safer. <laughs> Iron Fist tech support. <laughs> and uh, Claire says, "Oh, sweet Christmas! It worked. Like stealing lines from Luke Cage because she has no original lines of her own." <laughs> I thought it was an, it was a nice nice I, touch, it was a nice like touch. a kind of yeah a callback to to Luke. So uh, although although I'll I'll still dig them for that. Like it, it, I, I accept it. And it's fine. Uh, after like after performing this like healing, Danny is absolutely drained and kind of collapses. 
And at this point, something very weird happens, and like I didn't quite understand what happened, what the the deal was here. So like Bakudo and his guys, the like some of his guys come in and they they take Danny along with Colleen and Madame Gow. Uh, they take them all away into like cars and drive off, and they leave Claire behind. And they say like, "Oh, yeah, you you can't come," but like uh, Colleen does say to to Claire, "Look, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine." Um, and Claire kind of is like, okay, well, I suppose I trust you, so, like, yeah, go and do what you need to do. Um, worth noting that across the street, the dude that was in the dim sum truck earlier on uh, watches on and sees this un- this unfold. There's something weird is de- and, and sort of that's the end of the episode, but something weird is definitely going on there. Like, because these people that came in to the building after... Uh, after Danny healed Colleen, they look a lot like the Mercs that were kicking about mm-hmm. for me. Like, almost, I would say they're almost exactly the same sort of people. That they're probably in in cahoots with each other. Oh, hell yeah. And they've basically just, like, weakened we Iron Fist and got him, like, knocked out, and they've able to, like, storm the building and take everybody away without causing any damage or casualties or like having to use any of the hand ninjas so this all seems a bit too convenient for like go it's all a setup i mean you get them all wound up with the with your fake army of mercenaries and then uh you know uh the well no you know hindsight being 2020 and we know uh the Mm. true story behind it I think that might be that might uh, be clouding our judgment as well. Very we true. Know, but we we, we know, know what happens yeah. going, going forward. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I think even at the time, like when I watched this, I was like, "What? Like, who are these people that have just like taken them away? Like, that seemed a, a bit too convenient and weird." Uh, but I'm pretty sure that when I watched this episode, I immediately watched the next episode, and it, it kind of made sense after watching the next episode. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so what did you think of this episode, Chip? Uh, I think we've kind of covered it already. It's kind <laughs> yeah. of where the show goes a little bit off the off the rails, and there's a lot of uh, plot holes and logic holes, and not the best episode. No, absolutely not. They, I mean, I really don't like this thing with them, like, continually bringing people back from the dead, because... Like even in the Netflix universe, they've now done it with uh, they've now done it with with Harold twice. Uh, however many times Gow's done it, however many times other members of the Hand have done it, like Electra, for example, has died and come back once. Well, so not yet, but yeah, that's coming. Well, well, I mean, it was in the trailers. <laughs> yeah. Um... But but yes. Like, I just wish that they would, like, let people die and stay dead. I, I know that sounds weird coming from, like, from from me being, like, such a big fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, like, that's the whole kind of premise of the show is that, like, Coulson died and then came back and formed his, like, secret team and whatnot. But, yeah, they, Coulson should have been the one exception. And everyone else that's died should have been left dead. They even did it with Nick Fury. They faked his death and brought him back. Like, in the movies. Yeah. 
they've done it. They've done it with. They've done it with like Loki. They've done it with like what Thor, and they've done it with. Uh, like, I'm sure they did it with Odin as well. Yeah. yeah I, stop killing people and bringing them back. That's just and <laughs> getting old. Yeah. Um, I mean that's not the. I mean, okay, it works because. Um, It works with Harold because uh, he's already uh, have this stuff going through him. So it's not. I, I don't have a big big problem with Harold being brought back to life. It was surprising when it happened, mm. but it sort of makes sense and and is at least not, plausible. Yeah, but you don't think it's just smacks of them having run out of ideas. They're like, okay, right, we need the big bad villain. It's going to be Harold, right? Okay, here's the spot story, right? And we're going to have Ward kill him for, like, uh, for good development for Ward to send him, like, off the rails. Okay, okay, cool. Um, right, well, what do we do for a villain for the rest of the season? Um, um, well, well, I'm out of ideas. Let's just bring that guy back from the dead again and just have him be the villain for the rest of the season. Like, okay. <laughs> Well, and that's kind of the thing because is he the villain? Is he the big bad? Um, well, I mean, know, yeah, he is and he isn't. I mean, there are so many. I mean, there are so many gray characters in this show, and even other people uh, that you know. It, it just kind of loses itself, and I think this is where it starts to lose itself. Um, who's the bad guy? Who's the good guy? Who's with Danny? Who isn't? I mean, I mean Harold is certainly not a good guy. Like they make it very clear here that he's not a good guy. Well, yeah, I mean, well, you know, I Kyle had it coming, but um... he, he did. But but yeah, I mean, like a good guy wouldn't wouldn't kill him for not like an ice cream. Well, he doesn't like vanilla ice cream. Mm. You know, he probably likes Apple, too, you know? I mean, <laughs> he's probably one of those iPhone zombies. Um, yeah, he's 100% got, got an iPhone 7 in his pocket there. So, you know, th th there's another reason. Uh, <laughs> that's, why he needs, that's why he needs to work for Harold, so he's got enough money to buy all the nice Apple products. Yeah. Because he'll have an iPhone 7, he'll have an, he'll have an Apple Watch, and he'll have, he'll have an iMac at home. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's him. That's Kyle. We've, we've worked it out his character and his motivation. Apple. Um, so, I... Harold's a weird character um, because he's almost like bipolar, I think. Mm. Yep. Because it's like, well... Is he the bad guy? I mean, obviously, he's got some anger management issues. I think we I, we we will agree to that. Oh, 100 percent. It's more. I would say it's kind of more along the lines like schizophrenia. Yeah. Rather than like bipolar, because because it's a bit kind of it's hugely jarring, and he just like jumps from one to the other. Like he should be the one in the psych world. Yeah. That would be more entertaining, I think. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... 
I feel like I said, I was watching it tonight. Um, yes, I had a rough day at work. There's no other type of day at work, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just, it, 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 I guess it's a setup episode for the finale. I mean, we only have what four episodes left now. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, it, you know, it, does bring in some new factions. I mean, we've seen Bakudo briefly in the past, but obviously he is going to become a bigger part of the of what's going on uh, going forward. You have the mystery guy in the all that and dim sun truck. <laughs> um, who the hell is he? Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, you have, so, and then you have the Meachums and yeah, I, I think the biggest problem with the show to an extent are the Meachums and Iron Fist. Yeah. The, he's just a tool. Well, yeah, he's just boring, but do you not know think like the, the most interesting thing about this episode was imagine being the guy that worked in the tackle, like or the the dim sum truck, right? The next day, when when you have to explain, like, let's say he's just an employee there, when you have to explain to your boss why he didn't make any money that night, you're like, yeah, so I didn't make any money because some dude showed up, beat me up, tied me up, and then threw like made throwing stars out of these metal sheets and threw them at this wall. Look. Well, I would, and the boss comes in and goes, "You're fired," because that is that is the most bullshit story ever. I think, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, in most of those cases, it's a situation where he probably owns the truck, so it's probably in, in a lot of those. Uh, a lot of those situations, they uh, they will uh, own the truck and he's working for himself. So I think there could be the possibility. Uh, but I mean, yeah, if if he's works for somebody that owns the truck, then um, you they need to. You're also going to have to explain why do you have all these Chinese throwing stars in your uh, yep <laughs> on the side of your truck? Yep, just just such a weird story to be like to tell somebody, even if it's like even if it's his truck. Like imagine going home and like telling his wife, "Yeah, sorry, like I don't have any, I don't make any money tonight because this happened." His wife's like, "No, I don't accept." <laughs> But yeah, really not a good episode that one at all. Um, yeah. So, but uh, you know, for like this is a series that had its good points, and then there were a bunch of times when uh, it had issues. Mm. There is still some good stuff to come, like uh, so. It's so just a trend. <laughs> So, all right. I guess we should wrap this up, Andy. Yeah. Uh, Andy, uh, 
when you're not uh, rising from the dead, where can people find you? You can find me trying to raise Ali from the dead every Tuesday on 42 Level 1. Uh, we broadcast live on allgames.com, 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. We talk about video games, TV shows, movies. Um, you can find all our episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, as well as allgames.com. Uh, we're, we're actually taking the week off next week for the first time in pff, quite a long time. Because it's Ali's anniversary and I'm away for work on Tuesday, so no, no 42 next week, but uh, we'll be back the week after. All right. Uh, and you can find me Tuesday nights as well, 9 p.m. Eastern on allgames.com, doing the B Team podcast with Ryan and Eli this week, where we discuss uh, video games, tech, movies, and TV. We have a we have a de- we had a decent discussion this week of um, what was it uh, Inhumans and Gifted. Hmm. The I did, I did listen to your episode from last week earlier on. I think it was today or yesterday. Um, where you were talking about going to the the Apple Store. Oh. And your uh, <laughs> your experience there. God, I hate that place. <laughs> I hate that place so much. I feel sorry for the for this this girl that's that served you. <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah. man, uh, I, I just just to be real quick, I I wasn't mean to her. I was neither, neither of them was I was mean to. Okay, hmm. um. But, uh, you know, I did, you know, I did need an HDMI two cord. uh, Mm -hmm. And as you know, I refer to uh, the Apple Store employees as Lenny's. Um, And I was and I asked her point blank. Are you sure this is the right cord? Uh Oh, yeah, this will work. And no, it didn't (laughs) To, to be fair, it's probably not her fault. She's probably just been told that, like, oh yeah, it just needs this, or she's or she's not been told the correct information, like from her bosses. Like they've never bothered to train them. That, that's what I would I would say that boils down to. Not really her fault. It, <laughs> it would. You would think they would know. Uh, well. The, the you know like I said I call them Lennies and uh, mm-hmm. that's because you know they they're the ones who put themselves out as geniuses. Yeah, which I think is a bit of a misnomer because none of them are geniuses. If you're uh, and these these fucking geniuses didn't know <laughs> dick about uh, the Apple uh, 4K HD TV. Nope. Uh, didn't have proper information and then sold me the wrong cord which meant i still had to go out that night and buy the right cord and then drive back to the mall which <laughs> is at least a half hour away uh and return the one the one that uh they sold the the cord to them so yeah i was i was not happy <laughs> all right we will hopefully we will see you guys next week uh and we will 
definitely do episode 10. Maybe we'll try and double yep. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you then. Uh, but I don't care uh, if it is all that and dim sum. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. <laughs>